Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rap Chat Podcast. And before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating, and also, please, leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every single week. I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Elias Eldridge. And I'm Sam Kenny. All righty. How does that feel to have the responsibility of the intro taken off your guys' shoulders? Yeah, way more relaxing, man. I slept yeah. way better last night. It's like, it's like all I, I could I think about. I fell asleep just like a baby, just yeah, knowing just that like, I didn't have to do that in the morning. I was like paranoid you just weren't going to do it. I know, dude. I was You're, thinking about just coming up here and just being like, I'm not doing it. I know. I was, like, I was like, should I just like, I feel like I was, I felt like I was jinxing it. I know, man. I'm, I know. I'm always on strike. I, mean, yeah. I think that's why they, they're down 3-0. Yeah, that's actually why I wasn't on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. guys. I was on strike. Yeah. I, uh, I, I was striking the podcast. I just wasn't getting my fair share. <laughs> I didn't believe that I was uh, being valued as employee here. So I just was on strike. So we had, we struck up a deal. It wasn't getting um, paid as much. Yeah. As just, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Eliza yeah. most of the profits it's like, here. It's like, that's, it's like that We're the Millers thing. Like, 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 oh, yeah. I'm, like, I can't believe I'm only pulling in 200. You're pulling in 200. I'm making 100. I'm like, you guys are, you guys money? are making money. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyways. All right. So guys, we, we do have a game to talk about, I guess. Uh, Philly um, game, Philly and Raptors game three, game three, the mm. one game we were just, we were really excited. I think coming into the, watching this game and hope, hoping that things were going to, I, I you know, I, I think even though we lost game one and two, I did still feel a sense of confidence going into game three that we I felt could win it. it. Especially because it was a home game, and I just didn't think mm-hmm. we'd lose three in a row. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I was mistaken. Yeah. Okay, so how do you? How do we want to approach this? How do we want to talk about this? Um, okay, so Raptors lost 104-101. Uh, um, <laughs> demoralizing loss. Uh, safe to say the... The series is probably over. Wow, Sam. Okay, yeah, fake Raptors fan over there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really have confidence. We still have a chance. I don't have confidence on a three zero comeback. Um, do you guys want to get to like big themes of this one? I think, yeah, let's like, just talk about know. the biggest things. I, I think everybody knows. Everybody watched yeah. this game. Everybody kind of knows the deal. And mm-hmm. yeah. I think there are just a couple things we do want to talk about. And I think there's a couple players we should shut out. I think definitely we should talk about the issues that we saw this game and why yeah. we lost this game. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so there's three positives I see here. All right. And a lot of negatives. Yeah, on the on the stat sheet there. Yeah, I meant like yeah. So do you guys have a certain aspect you want to talk about first? Because I have got one. Do I start one, positive or start negative? Negative. I think it's the whole positive podcast fucking pretty negative. Okay. We'll I think, okay. Well, okay. I mean, I do think we started the game very well. I think we yeah, that first half we were like killing we were it. we were really yeah. competitive. I think it just we seemed like a different team out there. Um, it it was very reminiscent of that first quarter of the second game. Yeah. Um, and I. You know, I've I've been watching a lot of the other playoff games too, and it just seems that they're that like, uh, especially you know, with the Memphis series, with the Chicago series, um, with the Suns series and the Pelicans, like just a lot of the other games that are going on right now, uh, it's a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boston series, you know, and. I like I like seeing that. I li- it's more entertaining to watch games. Like we were talking about when we watched March Madness, like the championship game, like how much more entertaining watching basketball is when the games are competitive and close. Mm-hmm. Like they're meant for something. Exactly. And and that's the vibe that I got from this one. This felt like, you know, uh, the regular season games that we played tuned up, mm-hmm. like, you know, a couple notches. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first half we looked really good. Like defense was awesome. Like they were totally mm-hmm. out of whack. We were drawing so many charges. Yeah. 
Another um, thing, we were we were and, causing turnovers, man. We were getting a lot yeah, of steals, man. And we were really containing Joel Embiid in that first half. Yeah, which yeah, was very necessary. He, he got loose in the he got loose in the second half. Which is, that's that the biggest thing out of halftime was don't let Embiid get going, and it's like the exact thing we didn't do. Yeah. He had 18 points in the third quarter, compared to his five points in the first half. Not good. No, and I I, I think the the hard like the the worst part. Of that second half was uh, the offense really bought. We only scored 39 points in the second half. Um, and I think it's like a combination of a bunch of things. Pascal mm-hmm. and Fred just couldn't get like any sort of space. Yeah. Like they just couldn't get yeah. loose. Like I wouldn't even say they couldn't get space. The thing is they weren't shooting at the right times. Yeah. They were, they were uh, really, they were doing too much. But I just don't, what, what else, what else could like, like what is doing less though? Who does more if they do less? Let's, let's, let's just, um, I think we should probably run through the negatives of this and then maybe go through the positives because I, I think that we maybe we should end on a little bit of a lighter note. Maybe okay. like negatives, positives, and then we sort of talk about maybe how we how the positives will lead into next season okay. because I don't think that this series is like really going to tell us much about how the Raptors are going to perform in the future. Yeah. But at the same time, like just to just to give the audience here a little bit more, you know, structured thoughts from us. I think it's a lot easier to take away some of the negative things from this game rather than rather than a lot of the positives. But um, let's just start off with 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 everybody's takes that were you know negative. N- yeah, not okay. not the greatest from this game. So why don't we start with Sam? Okay, my uh, I guess my thing I didn't I didn't love was the game plan in the second half on both ends. Um, on the defensive end, I I don't understand why. We didn't uh, we didn't adjust to take Fred off Tyrese Maxey. Like Fred was obviously a yes, defensive liability. Man, that was a huge, that's, that's huge adjustment. Yeah, he's oh, been dude. De- yeah. When we had uh, at the very end of the game, when we had Precious and, and OG switch. I'm sorry, yeah, Precious and OG switching from Joel and Maxey. That should have been the, the the situation all game. We should have had OG on Tyrese Maxey as long and as much as possible. Dude, Fred can keep up with with George Niang. George Niang is not the or most Danny explosive, Green. or Danny Green are not the explosive, most explosive guys, man. But I don't like, like Tyrese only had five points in the second half. But like, it was, it was breaking down the defense, yes, yeah. man, because we have to guard him out yeah. there, man. Like, and as soon as he drives and dribbles out, I think a lot of the threes that were shot from George Niang are off, are off, off. Like, how many assists did Tyrese Maxey have? Like, didn't even like ten assists or something stupid. He had one assist. Really? Mm-hmm. What? Just he, kidding, he, he, had, he had nine assists last game, I think. So that's why. But I, my just thing was we couldn't contain any dribble drive, and a lot of that came down to the matchup of Fred on Maxi. And it's not even Fred's fault; he's just not athletic enough yeah. to stay in front of Tyrese. But he's blowing, getting blown by every single every time. time. Tyrese's first step is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's elite. And then after that, your defense is rotating and in, in, in vulnerable positions for the for the Sixers to attack, and it makes it easier on their other players. Um, I would have loved to see a shift in the game plan where. Anyone but Fred was on him, really. Like even Gary did a better job than Fred. Precious, on, uh, Precious yeah, Gary did. Fred. Yeah, Precious. Like I wouldn't, mi- I wouldn't have minded throwing Pascal's length on him. That worked for a couple possessions just to change things There's up. Just for so him. many better options than yeah. putting Fred on Tyrese, man. Yeah, I would much rather see Fred but on on Harden if you had to. Just having Tyrese get into the lane gives them so many options on offense. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and like that's every time down the floor. Yeah. That's, they had a good shot, or they had a wide open corner three a lot of the times, and all this. And then my offensive game plan. Um, and not to say that the offense was all on Nick because um, Fred and Pascal really struggled in that second half. But I didn't... They're not the type of players that you just 
flatten out and say, go beat these this wall, right? They're they're walling up on both those dudes on all of their actions. And it was forcing them to take those those deep shots. Like there was just it was a combination of them not attacking right away, but also like Philly had a really good defensive game plan in this game. Let's not forget that. Like they especially went hard yeah. and fouled out. Um But I still honestly think, man, I don't think Pascal was being aggressive enough. No, man. no, he, he like, wasn't. He wasn't. But I just think I would have loved to see Nick just run some sort of plays where OG come off a pin down and get a post up down low. Because OG, know, OG yeah, had the advantage. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think it was on Fred and Pascal every time down to find OG. Because OG was spaced a lot of the time down. Yeah, but I think right? I think as the leaders of this team, they have to understand like this is not the right time to go ISO or something. But what? what but like, I, don't I don't want, I don't want Gary nice. going ISO though, right? When I was saying, I'm not oh, saying yeah. Gary should go ISO. I'm just saying they should not be going ISO. They should do something else. They have, oh, they have, yeah. play, I don't even Fred, really they think... have plays that Fred can call. Yeah. yeah they they, they like, were running the two-man game, and they were and, like the two-man game, they were just flattening out on every Well, time. And, and the two-man game wasn't working. They had 24 points combined no. this game, so they shouldn't have been doing it late in the game. Mm-hmm. It but wasn't what, what was wor- it's not what was working. What's OG our late-game strategy, though, other than the two-man game late in the man, game? Like, we, we haven't seen anything other guys open, man, yeah. and that's the problem, is that we're not... We're, we weren't creating for other guys mm-hmm. when, when, when the, down the stretch. We have plays to get them open. Yes, man, and that's what was frustrating. Like, like I think I think one of the most frustrating moments, even though this was clutch, was OG's three. Mm-hmm. Because that was just a random kick out at the end of the shot clock, yeah, Fred, and OG Fred just drove, happened to hit the three. Fred drove, and he complained about a foul call. He just, like, underhanded whipped yeah, it out to OG, yeah. and OG luckily caught it and just made it. Yeah, and then, see, like, that is, like... Those are not reliable possessions. Those are and and man, we saw a lot of those, dude. And, and we, we didn't have a single good shot in overtime. Mm-hmm. A no, you, one. Yeah, even the ones we made were were really tough the shots. The two we made yeah. were really tough shots. Yeah, I just I, I thought our offensive game plan on the stretch. I thought it could have been. I thought Nick could have done a better job of. And if you're gonna run plays for those guys, which I'm all for, I would have loved to see more creative plays run for them. But we haven't seen that all year, right? I know. So like the Raptors have literally but to, but to be, run the two man game though. all year, and that was our one play. Kind of all year down the stretch, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether it's Pascal or uh, OG in that one. Yeah, and but I do want to say though the half court offense did look very different in this game than it has in the last two. Yeah, I mean the last two it looked good, like for considering the Raptors, like all things considering the half court offense like, looked better in the first two than this. Oh one. yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did, I did think so. I thought the half court offense, man, definitely you could feel had more of a. They were more spaced out. That was a huge problem yeah. in the last two games. Both like we had both guy, we had guys like Precious making shots. Which helps yes, a lot. man, definitely. And like, I guess he was 100% from three, man. It was two for two. <laughs> if only it could be the same from the free throw and line. But um, yeah, like that's that was a that was a huge thing for us is, is having a, some more organization on offense. And the biggest difference I saw between the first two games and this one based on kind of how the Sixers were guarding, right? Because, um, I mean, Pascal and Fred, like, were able to get much more just space and freedom in the first two. Like, like their actions were working mm-hmm. for like, Raptors actually scored like well above 100 points on both of those. And I think the biggest thing was the Sixers were just like, like this one, they were like really, I think especially when Precious or Kem were on, like they were okay just wa- fully walling up and like using their length to block off any sort of, like there was like no dribble penetration in this game. Like can you like, Precious had a few drives, but like was there any dribble penetration? No, like man. Like even OG's, like OG and Gary, like were there, like, did they have any straight line drives? I don't remember very many. Right, it was all jumpers, almost all like yeah. less like dump off passes. Gary had a couple, had a couple, but he got fouled on a couple. Yeah, but uh, but there was no dribble drive in this one. I think the Sixers like that was their, yeah. and that was kind of like their game plan in the first two games it's where they were the paint. and and this one they were going full on. And, and that, the but paint. that's where I have a problem with uh, Pascal Siakam doing too much late in the game because all game it's been like that. But what he's trying to do is get inside, and then he becomes all Karis Levert, and uh, is he literally dribbled for like. 
15 seconds before taking a fadeaway over Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to know that you're not going to get inside, so you have to do something else. Because that's what he was just trying to do. He lost his handle and pulled, yeah. pulled up a turnaround. Exactly, man. It's like that's where you guys got to recognize your situation. And you got to understand something else has to be done. You can't do that. Yeah. 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 I guess yeah. that was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elias, you want to go ahead with your maybe one a negative that you took away from this game? Um, yeah. I mean, kind of is it's kind of what we just talked about my biggest problem, but it is, it is just the lack of showing up from our two best players. Mm. Um, even after game two, Fred said, yeah, it's my fault. Blame it on me. I got to be better. And he doesn't, he doesn't back his words up. He has the worst game of the series. Um, he had, so Fred had 12 points on three for 13 shooting two for 10 from three. Pascal Siakam had 12 points and four assists. Uh, like Fred had nine assists. Pascal had four assists on a six for 16 shooting. And it's just in, in games like this where it's must win, like this is, if the series was on the line, this game, this was the, yeah. this is the must win game. Um, and they just didn't show up simply. Um, they were trying to do too much, especially at the end of the game, uh, and overtime, they were trying to do too much. Then it's just, you really want to see them create for guys like OG, Precious, Gary, who yeah, all man. had better games than them. Yes, man, literally. Um, how how do they do that though? Like in the game, you run a play, Sam. But like, but when, <laughs> we haven't seen that, that all no year plays, though. You know, we've seen plays for guys like Gary and OG. Yeah, get but open. is that on Pascal? Run, let's run like these pin down screens for. Yes, they have for to Gary. understand. They have to understand the situation. And man, let's also be real. It is not that hard to run plays for guys. We don't overcomplicate this. Like, no. like it is not hard to set an off ball screen to get somebody open. That is, or or like even Ga- just a pick and roll. Screen. Gary and OG like, had the ball in their hands way less than Siakam and Fred did in overtime. But do you trust Which Gary and OG to be the creators with the ball in their hands? Yes, in this game more than Fred. Really? Pascal. Do you trust game, them yes. to make the extra pass? And no, I in, in this game, I I trust them isolation more than I trust the other two because they were the other two did nothing all game. I trust OG more for sure because he had like they were throwing like no one on him like they're putting Harden and Danny Green on him I just I totally like they did not show up like I I totally am I'm with that like they were not they were they did not have good games like they had their worst games of the series obviously both of them but I just I think a lot of it came down to how much the Sixers were switching and like how little so like, that's, when, that's when you got to understand the situation yeah, but our, our screen actions yeah, our, adjust, our screen actions weren't doing anything though because they were just switching every screen yeah, but you got you just do something else. They're, they're doing the same thing yeah, over and over. Man. Pascal was getting stuck in that uh in that mid range section yeah. many times. Many and, too many times, man. And that's what you just got to understand. This is not working. Exactly. Let's try something else. Let's get the ball to OG. Let's get the ball to Gary. Let them create. Because you know, the two times that uh OG and Gary created in overtime, it it was successful. Mm-hmm. And Fred and OG, or Fred and Pascal, never was not successful at all in the last two, in overtime and fourth quarter and they combined for three points in the fourth quarter and overtime and you know i have another problem too it's with fred as well and that's that we know fred is not at his peak health but it's like if you know that you have to now figure out how you're going to be effective in this game yeah, you can't keep the exact same way you're playing exactly and then, and then after the game say well i know he didn't say this but i'm just saying like and then you can't say after Oh, I'm hurt though. It's like okay, you gotta switch up what you're doing. Then. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, and that's that's the frustrating part is the is if you know if you know it just seems yeah like it seems like he's like do you like it's, do you really know what you're doing like what what about what you're doing is wrong like you know like what what exactly are you do you do you believe that what you're doing is wrong about your game because obviously Fred hasn't really had great games. I don't, I really wouldn't say Fred has had really any great games in this series, to be honest. Like he just no. he hasn't, man. His defense has really not been there. It's been a really um, tough defensive series for him. Exactly, yeah. and well, not. And I I understand that, but it's like yeah. it's like at the end of the day, it's like, bro, like I, I think Malachi gave us way better defensive minutes. On oh, yeah. Max, and yeah. uh, exactly, and and just like 
I think Malachi almost gave us just honestly generally better minutes than Fred. Like, like I'm not I'm not saying that the Malachi can do all the things that Fred can do. I'm just saying that he was more of a positive. He was more, was. yeah. He was just more of a positive, and and like, you know, I just it was just frustrating because it's like Fred, man, you got to do a little bit more self reflection and 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 really start to criticize what you're doing is wrong because, dude, like, you have to be a threat out there, and right, and and he wasn't. He just wasn't. I don't think the Sixers really saw him as much of a threat. No, and, and what really made me angry was that one play where uh, a screen was set for him, and he took one step off the screen and tried to pull up for three and got yeah, blocked. Yeah, I know, yeah. man. And that was like five or like ten seconds into the shot clock. Did he like, get blocked from behind? Like, yeah. yeah, I know, Cause man. Because he, he, he did he, he in his head before the play even happened, too, he dude. said, "I'm gonna come off the screen and shoot." He didn't read the floor. He he thought in his head, "I'm gonna come off the screen and shoot," and then he did that. You gotta you gotta leave options yeah. open for yourself, and then yeah. then that results in getting blocked by Tyrese Maxey. Exactly, man. So in this game, I would have liked to see it even higher, but OG had a twenty five percent usage rate, Gary had twenty two, Fred was all the way down at sixteen, which feels wrong because he had a lot of, I don't know how usage rates. Um, the ball was in his hands a lot. Yeah, I don't know how usage rates. Like, I don't know if it's like on like scoring possessions, but I would have just an estimate of the percentage of teams of team plays used by a player while they are okay. on the floor. I I just I don't even know if I'd want to say. I to- I wanted OG especially to be more involved. Gary, that's I don't I didn't want Gary necessarily be more involved on ball just because that's not his game. But OG, I would have loved to see, not even like guys. I don't want like OG was out of the three point line a lot, which is I I love that. But I would have loved to see like actual post up, mid post plays run for uh, OG, especially with Embiid on Pascal late in the game, and have mm-hmm. Pascal go far like far corner, far far uh, um, wing. I didn't see any of that, like out of timeout. There's so many out of timeout plays where part of this was a Sixers defense that they were switching on on our um, inbound plays. So it was kind of hard to get. Like yeah, but you have to credit the Sixers defense because it's been it was. way oh, better yeah. than, they, than it usually is. Their game plan, their defensive game plan, has kind of been what is the textbook game plan against the Raptors, right? Yeah, like, you wall wall up against Siakam drives and yeah, like Doc Rivers is really like uh, shown he still knows what he's doing. Yeah, 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 and um. They're all their like kind of iffy defenders have all had a nice like, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris been yeah. an elite defensive series, man. Um, and they've kind of done a good job of hiding guys like Niang, who are, like normally the Raptors would just kill. like yeah kill. And uh, Danny Green looks a little bit better than he has in recent years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, and this is maybe a broader issue for the Raptors moving forward is like, how do you have that dribble creation? Because the playoffs there isn't getting to the rim, right? Like you need like a lot of the top playoff teams you win by hitting those Especially tough, tough mid range, yeah, right? Man. Like there's a lot of mid-range, like look at the Suns, right? They take a lot of mid-range pull-ups. They don't even, the Suns don't even get to the rim at all in the regular season. DeMar DeRozan had 41 right? last night. Yeah, yeah. all yes. mid-range. So I think you need to look forward. Like this is going to be like a trend. Even like Scotty, like when Scotty's Scotty's going to be a guy who lives at the rim, but come playoff time, you're going to see his rim, yeah. his rim frequency go way down. Like, like it just, that's kind of the, the nature of the playoffs, right? So that's I would true. love to see. Especially when like somebody like Giannis is guarding him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and even, he, even Giannis, you see Giannis takes a lot well, more mid-range even, shots in the playoffs. Even Embiid had a lot of yeah. mid-range at the elbow this game. He just, and, and he made them all. And like that, he had yeah. that one uh, turnaround on yeah. his left foot. He had just a crazy he had big shot. shots. Yeah. Um, I just, but I, uh, I would love to see more. Like, I think a part of that is getting more three-point shooting. So you can make the, the walls less effective. Even when we like, Precious had a great three point shooting game. Gary and OG are both efficient. And then you, Fred's usually good. Like even if, like I don't know how we can get more three. I just said shooting. more guys. Like like more. I don't know. Like I would think of, like a guy who can just take a pull up jumper consistently because mm-hmm. we, we know Pascal can do that. But it's not that's not just like full on. Pascal wasn't doing that. This that's game. not his game, right? Like it was working for him in the first half, but the second half it wasn't working for him. I just think you see, you see teams with. I also think pick and roll creation 
is important. That's why I look to OG because Fred's pick and roll creation is very different from other players because he's so short. He I'll can't see, get I'll to that like, mid range. I'd much rather uh, Pascal be the handler in a pick and roll situation than Fred. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I w- yeah, we didn't see any of that. No, we didn't. We like, usually the, do. In- the inverted pick and rolls are Fred well, flares out. Yeah. We had one and we had Fred one rolled. And Fred yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, why are you rolling into Pascal? Like, it, just, it was too much Fred. Um, like, I would have, if Fred's I on did, ball, I'd like to see OG screening where OG can flare out. I just think overall this game, it was too much Fred and Pascal not playing yeah. like Fred and Pascal. And that's yeah, ultimately why we lost this and, game. And that's the problem. It's like, dude, if you guys are not playing within your own strengths, you need to adjust and and figure out ways to win. Because let's let's just be real, man. This was a very winnable game. Oh, yeah. We and had plenty of opportunity to win this game. Absolutely. And I think probably the biggest takeaway that, like on the negative side that I had from this was since this was such a winnable game, the I think you know people want to complain about this or that the refs or or free throw shooting and whatnot. This game specifically, I personally think was lost by Pascal and Fred. Mm-hmm. I think that that they just they didn't show up no. for this game. And that's what happens when your two best players don't show up. You lose. Demar exactly. Derozan first game uh, against the Bucks. There was, there was a close game, but he did not show up, and they lost. And well, and that's the thing is, is not only are you guys not doing the things that you are supposed to be supposed to be good at but you're you're not adjusting and and Pascal we just saw too many times just with the ball in his hand for too long man it's just like doing nothing half, doing nothing you have to give it up another criticism i have of Pascal is he was not aggressive enough it's like bro you can beat George Niang off the spin move, man. You absolutely can do that and pull up for a mid-range jumper. And you never did that. He didn't have Niang on at all, though. Like they did. Like I they, know, they, they, they double teamed when Niang was on just to get Niang off. Of yeah, them, but right? there were times where he was isolated like that, and Joel Embiid was was he had the lane open. Joel was not really helping that much. There's times where where uh, Pascal would drive to the basket, and and Joel wouldn't even help at all. Like it's like. Man, you got to be able to recognize that sort of stuff. Wish I could man. see like, drives on here. Yeah, Wish they calculated drives because, like, also like Pascal shot zero free throws this game. Exactly, bro. Like, like, that shows that he just couldn't get to the rim, and I think he like he was not able to create space against there. And I think that's I don't like. I just like, I, I Pascal, hate saying that guys I, didn't but, show up because I like seeing more like guys just had bad games because these guys. No, but they didn't show up. <laughs> no, they, I know they didn't play well, but I just like there was like real strategic reasons that the Sixers executed. But that's when. That but, shows that, that like they exploited that, the limitations when, of the players. No, but it's but like that's it's when like you gotta can, step up, man. Yeah, like it, man. like you, te- teams try to uh, teams game plan around Giannis and Embiid. They're just way they, better players, but they, they, but they adapt. Well, because they're they're superstars. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Where like we we need if we want to win games, we need guys like Fred and Pascal to be like yeah. to be able to adjust. Well, I think just can't. I think this is a better way to say it. They're like Fred and Pascal, like the Sixers game plan was done in a way that it really like Fred and Pascal have, are not the Embiid or even like the drawers level scorers. Maybe like players as well, or player, but um, I think their game plan really exploited like the weaknesses of those players, and we all know that they're not going to be like you're, we're not winning, like we're not going deep, deep in the playoffs with those two, right? We all talked about like it's going to be Scotty, right? We hope it's going to be Scotty as as the as the main guy. Mm-hmm. I think the Sixers game plan really showcased like those guys aren't like they're like I mean Pas- Fred's not a great shot creator, but Pascal's a fine shot creator for his skills, but we also showed that he's his shot creation. Like skill set isn't isn't enough. Is it? But also isn't like. Isn't it's, he's not like enough. a. He's it's not, not good also, also yeah yeah not good enough. But also not um, 
like tuned for the playoffs. Like it's yeah. not a, it's not a skill set that lends well. He would work so well. Like if Scotty was like twenty five, exactly, they would be perfect together. Where he's the second guy. Yeah, exactly. And and Pascal works would be that's why he worked off Kawhi so yeah. well because Kawhi would just be able to. He's he's not only a scoring machine, but he just demands attention. And yeah. Pascal can use that to and exploit that that another guy can 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 receive that attention yeah. and then when when you know all of that focuses on the other guy pascal it opens things up for him mid-ranges getting yeah. to the rim more easier and it's just getting to the rim like he just it's get, having the space to get to the rim yeah. that, that's when he's at his best the mid-range stuff yeah. is awesome for pascal but it's it's a counter i i know i brought up demar a lot this, this podcast yesterday but another example of this is uh, demar de rosa when he was on toronto is uh, as good as he was for mid-range it was not as refined as it is now yeah so and that's where they were exploit same thing as pascal where uh, a lot of his game comes from that mid-range in between the free throw line and the uh, three-point line area. And it's just not that great yet, so they can exploit it. The affiliate can exploit it. And now you see DeMar, where it's much more, uh, his, his game is much more refined in the mid-range, and now he can actually play in the playoffs. And yeah. also another thing, too, is that I think another reason why we saw DeRozan struggle in the playoffs was because he was basically being asked to do what Pascal is being asked to do now without mm -hmm. a guy like 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 I think if Demar and Pascal were playing with each other right now we would have a very similar situation because Demar would like as Kawhi and and right. and, oh. uh, and Pascal mm -hmm. right um, because Demar would demand that attention and I think that the from mid range would get that respect and then it would it would allow Pascal to get to the rim a little yeah. bit easier I mean it probably would still clog up the paint that's what yeah. but that's what we said all year right. Pascal Siakam, like he's a, he's a number two guy. Like we all like, I don't think that's a like we all know that he's yeah. that, he's an awesome player. And this game means like this isn't like an affront on his mm -hmm. skill set or anything. It's just you know like teams in the playoffs really like they load up on the best players. And Pascal and, and Fred got totally loaded up on, and they're just not and that level. Not, and there's not good enough to, no. to go against. Them. Like yeah. there's like there's what ten guys in the league that can just say eh, I don't care what you throw at me, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I'll just shoot over you. I'll just. Like I'll get to the right anyway because I'm just brute force like Giannis, right? But the, just another thing with this is that like when that happens, we need the rest of our guys to show up, and they did this game. So that's, most, that's the most frustrating yeah. part. Yeah. Is that everybody, like Precious, everybody uh, else was there, yeah, man. Precious, OG, and Gary all showed up, which does not happen very often, especially we've seen the playoffs so far this first three games. Yeah, it's been the other way around and, almost. Yeah, and uh, and we just couldn't get the win because yeah. our two main guys couldn't do it. We enough. we almost won it without them doing it. Yeah. Well, and and um, you know what. One thing I'd really like to see for next game, I don't really give a shit if we win or lose because uh, it's done. I, like it, I don't want to, and like I'm not trying to be negative, Nelly but here. But it's never happened before. Yeah, yeah it's, it's literally it, zero, or it's like zero for 150. Exactly, especially because they got the home record advantage, and it just doesn't. Yeah, like it just doesn't look good for us. But that doesn't mean we can't win one of these games. No. And and prevent it from being a full on all, all out sweep. One thing I would just like to see is just more creation for other players and recognizing when if your other guys are going off. Find a way to get them the ball in the t in the time that they need to get it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Pascal, draw that shirt, draw that attention, get B double teamed, give it to OG then, give it to Gary. Like run plays for these guys. Let's get some more offense flowing and let's actually try to to allow our other players to to shine through mm -hmm. when our stars are being stifled mm -hmm. you know it's too much iso too much too much hero ball mm -hmm. yeah i think i think it's already missed scotty too because scotty could have yeah, taken some definitely. of that or scotty could have maybe not taken the attention but he could have exploited the the guys that were leaving off of fred and pascal yeah and i think you missed that that like for as good as og and gary are scotty's the better guy sure. making decisions with the ball in his hands yeah. right those guys scotty and og are still i mean gary and og especially gary are still they're mainly off ball players 
Yeah. Right. They're not primary scorers. No, you get, you don't say here's the ball, go make a play with them. Right. And yeah. sadly, that's that's kind of what the playoffs is, right? The playoffs is hero ball for the most like down the stretch, it's hero ball. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Right. So that. we wish we had a better hero ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, shot so. makers, right? We just don't have any guard. I like, just, I or, like that, pull that, up shot That team. overtime was the atrocious thing I've seen all season. Yeah. It was and like brutal. you know and, what? Uh, they were so much better with the Harden off of what, like they could, with Harden off they could be so aggressive too. Like they could and do they, so. They just didn't take advantage. Yeah. Well, and I want to just say this as well. This is because there's a couple things that that people that that. Of course, uh, we saw on social media people mm-hmm. talking about, man, like, I really don't blame Precious for missing those free throws. No. He's not the greatest free throw shooter in the world. Like, like, and, 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 like, he is 22 years old. And you know what? I just, yeah, like, I, I only put so much responsibility on Precious for not for missing those free throws because he just, man, he's a, well, yeah, he's a 59% free throw shooter. He's, he's not proven himself in the free throw line at all this season. No. And, uh, would have been would have been awesome if he made those free throws. Yes, is that why we lost the game? No. I don't think so. I, do. I, I don't, don't think, think so. Either. No. And and, and Precious I mean, gave you an awesome night. Exactly. Yeah. And you know we can say, oh, Gary missed this three. OG missed this. So you know whatever. I don't it's think not that those a, are the reasons why we lost. It's not a one play thing. No. I hate people yeah. blame losses on one play. Or yeah. Whatever. It's like you don't know what would happen if that play was sometimes, made. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. it is that. Sometimes it it does come down to the very wire. Two teams are super competitive. Like I think I think like, some like, of the like, shot like, that NB shot won the game. Yeah. And, yeah no. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to mention too. Is 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 that the Joel Embiid shot that three point did not like that's they won the game because that shot. But that's not that's why, not we, why lost. we lost. Yeah, exactly. And we, and, had, uh, we had plenty opportunity to win this game totally. that we didn't take advantage. How were we totally. up in the first half? Like we're we were up, at we're one point. Like we're up, no, but at one point though, we were up like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I think. yeah. Uh, we can see largest lead here somehow. But um, another thing I also want to mention too is, uh, yes, like I don't know, man. The we we are clearly in need of something. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need something like else we we team. we 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 are clearly missing an integral part of this team. We are we just don't we don't Scotty Burns. Yeah, well, yeah, man, yeah. and and that's true, man. Like it is true, but it's just you know timelines and whatnot. Yeah. It just sucks that these guys are have to be like because by the time Scotty's twenty five, Pascal's He's gonna be like 32, 32. thirty two. Yeah, like wow, it makes me feel. Weird Old, that like yeah. he's gonna be there. Yeah, that's weird. I remember when he got drafted? Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, like I, I agree with what you said that sometimes it can be one play. Like you look at the Boston Brooklyn game one. That that game was back and forth all game. Right. None of them had really glaring holes in their game. It's just Tatum had that final shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, you look at games like this where we could have been way more aggressive. <laughs> um, we, I mean, Harden fouled out. We didn't take any advantage of that. Yes, man. And uh, we we had Fred on Maxi all yeah, game. Even after Harden fouled out, I mean, no. The sense. first yeah. time they took a lead was in overtime, and it was Tyrese doing a reverse layup on Fred. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then it took that's after that. That's when we put OG on him. Exactly. It took, it took a whole game and a little bit of overtime to three put games. OG. <laughs> it took three games and a little bit of an overtime to put OG on Maxi, um, which worked way better. Uh, and then you just put Fred on Danny. Yeah. And, and that works fine. Like, Toronto led for 44 and a half minutes. Philly left for, led for like just under three minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, tough. let's switch it up and let's change to a couple positives. Uh, just right. um, now I want everyone to go around the circle and I want <laughs> you to say something positive. Say your okay. name and something you like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Positive maybe won't be necessarily for next games. I don't think it's really going to matter, but I just positive in the grand scheme of things is how good Precious looked on both ends. Mm. Once again, just... Dude, his especially ability. guarding Joel, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He guarded him in isolation quite a, yeah. couple, quite oh, a yeah. few times. We have to highlight that Joel Embiid only had five points in the uh, in the first half, mm-hmm. and that's all because of Precious Chua. Yeah, yeah, and they were sending, like, they were doing the uh, Precious Boucher doubles with, like, those arms. Yeah, like, and, and he had four turnovers. Yeah. And there is a lot 
of size and experience in difference between Precious Achua and, and Joel Embiid. Yeah. One is an MVP. One is his first year, year actually getting minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he looked... Um, I'm so excited. Precious was in the Rising Stars stuff. Like he, yeah. I mean, not Rising Stars. Uh, is it Rising Stars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rising Stars, yeah. Yeah. But I'm he's so, the last pick. I'm so excited for uh, his future. I think he's going to yep. be so good. His ability to hit those threes and then just take Embiid off the dribble and finish, like, not... I don't, Precious is kind of a center. He's more of a power forward, I think. Mm, a, he is, but he's gonna um, play center for us. Yeah, and I just think there's not a lot of guys like who can do that. Like, think of how, think of Pascal at 22 and Precious at 22. Precious is a much better player, especially on defense. Was Pascal a rookie when he was 22? Yeah. <laughs> so and uh, Precious' defense to do that in a big playoff game where he had a bit of an up and down first two games, to come out and just really just don't, he didn't. What's so crazy about Precious is that he is, his instincts and his defensive IQ are just so amazing. Yeah. Like he doesn't take um, bad fouls. He doesn't like he always like when is you're like oh Precious you miss that rotation. Like he's always making the right rotation. Mm-hmm. He's so good at reading plays. He, he never makes a mistake on defense that never. I noticed. Like nothing glaring. Yeah. He's so polished on that end already at 22. Like, I think he's gonna win Defensive Player of the Year at some point. I'm just gonna say that. Um, and then offensively. Had some like really awesome like eye popping plays and yeah. finished his easy plays as well. So and that's going to get more consistent as time goes yeah. on because yeah. you know it's really it's really one game you have twenty one game he'll have six or four yeah. or something yeah, right now. Yes. But that that that's just him being young. But that'll get more refined and uh, great job. Precious. He had some great drives to the basket. I remember he had a couple of those layups uh, around Joel Embiid, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, he shot geez. nine for eleven this game. Yeah, yeah, man. Like he was he was much more aggressive. Thirty five minutes to off the bench. Like, that's a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah, dude. And and like you know what. I mean, we kind of have to give him those minutes in a sense because Kem's yeah. not doing it for us. No, he's not quick tough enough. Game. Yeah, it's just um, not that I not that I really think Kem's played bad this series. I don't think so. He, but he's he's played as good as Kem Birch can yes, play. Yeah, he, he 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 played what you expect out of a guy like Kem. Yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> sorry, like sorry, Kem. Uh, but I do agree with you, Sam. I think that this series, if any, or this game at least, has really shown Precious Precious's potential. Um, and I think that, man, going in forward, Precious and Scotty are going to be a problem, man. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that we've got a, we've and got he, something you, brewing you, there. You got Gary there who's just turned 23. Like, yeah. we, this, this team is, the average age is 25.2. And, is, and OG, who's only 24. Yeah, this, the average age of this team is 25.2 years old, which is the same as Detroit, Orlando. Um, so uh, we, are, and still as younger than uh, San Antonio, for, for example. There's a lot of potential with this team, and if like losing the series does not say anything to me, no, no, it, I don't no, care. I don't care. Well, not. it shows what uh, maybe think... I was a little overly optimistic about definitely. the series, but also I wasn't expecting Philly's defense to be this good. Philly's yeah. played way better than I thought they'd play. Yeah, yeah. and also I think that's just yeah, taking into account how different the playoffs, playoffs and regular season are. Regular season, yeah, they really, put, they really put the gas pedal on so, in the playoffs. And sometimes talent just wins in the playoffs. That, like I mean, it's so not you, you don't win a championship without a superstar. It has yeah. not happened since the Detroit Pistons, which yeah. they had like five All Stars on their team. It's hard to win playoff series without a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, and I think what and man Tobias Harris, Harris, man, he's played well, very well. His defense on Pascal has been very good, and his three point shooting, man. Even in this last game, it wasn't as good, but it still was pretty fucking good. Well, now like, we now we, after we seen him the first two games, we really got to take into account uh, his three point shooting and really. Like he still get shot thirty three percent from three. Like that's not bad. Like no, he he just he just didn't shoot as much this game. He only exactly. took nine shots this game. Yeah, I, I think it also didn't account for how good Maxi was going to be. Oh yeah, I mean, and how uh, it looked custom to be stopping him. I watched a good amount of Philly games this year, and I knew Maxi was good, but like he's been on like another yeah. level in this series. I think it's just, I think it's yeah. because Fred's guarding him. It's a series. bad matchup for us bad without matchup. that big rim protector down low too. He just yeah. kind of has a free lane to the rim. Yeah, and, his, and his floater is like automatic yes. too. So without having that rim protector, especially, he can just take that floater. The same thing yeah. with like guys like Trey Young. Yeah, 
and and Harden hasn't been dominant, but he's been like, effective. He's, he's been yeah. he's been James Harden. Like yeah. he's yeah. made really good passes and he's hit threes. He has hit really important shots. And then Joel Embiid is playing like the best player in the world right now, yeah. which he is arguably already. So. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Do you have positive that you want to bring up? Um, yeah, I guess I, I want to. I said this last podcast, but again, I want to shout out Malachi Flynn just for the minutes mm, he's been on, and uh, and he hasn't scored a single point this series yet. But that's not what we asked him to <laughs> yeah, do but right he's been now. Good. Yeah. He's been he's been very solid. He's been a better defender on Max. Wait, he hasn't scored has. a single point this series. What are you talking about? He hasn't scored a single point this series. What? Yeah, yeah. he hasn't. I don't think he took a that shot in the last game. That doesn't seem right. I don't think he took a shot in the last game, did he? Mm, I, I don't, don't know. Think he was like oh four. He zero here. Dude, Game Chris two. has had like some putbacks and no, stuff. No, uh, Malachi. no, Malachi. Oh, Malachi. I was talking about Chris. <laughs> what are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> Malachi yeah, has been like yeah. three times. Oh, yeah. damn. I don't know. For some reason, I heard Chris. I don't know why. No, Chris is garbage. No, yeah. Malachi hasn't scored yet. Malachi hasn't scored yet. No, but him being on the floor, he's been a positive for us. And uh, just having, especially with guys like Thad, who uh, is injured right now, and Gary, his first game not being sick, him stepping up and being an actual NBA player. Because a lot of our guys on our roster are not actual NBA players right yeah. now. So him stepping up being an NBA player is uh, very helpful, and I don't want that to go under the radar. Gary said he's lost eight pounds yeah. while being sick. Yeah, and he that's had a fever of 102. Yeah, that's scary. the day before the game. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, 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 no else is getting it. Like, geez. I don't, he, he wouldn't have played if it was like yeah. at you. Yeah. Jeez, that's kind of scary. Um, Still kicking, though. One thing I do, like one positive thing I want to take away from this game was I think we did a so, so much better of a job creating turnovers. And that's, yeah. that is yeah. like oh, yeah. one of the reasons why I think we were so close in this game was because we were very aggressive on defense. I mean, we, the refing was much better in terms of yes. the, like, you know, I mean, there, the one, the one play that did irk me was OGs should have been steal. Yeah. Like that was just—I don't, I don't know. know why they called that a reach, wish, reach and foul. Yeah. It was all ball. And, like and, and in the, hindsight, we should have challenged that. Didn't use our yeah, challenge. I know. We challenged all game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We definitely should have challenged. I think Nick was just holding on to it, being just in case because yeah. he knew the game was close. Yeah. But um, that's that's the tough thing about the NBA and their challenge rules, man. Yeah. Is that yeah. you lose it once you once you use it. Yeah, yeah, even if you're successful. Yeah. Well, and I also want to give a shout out to Nick Nurse though too, because man, I honestly think he did the best job he really could with what he's given mm-hmm. right now. Um, I think that just. The series has shown us that we are missing pieces. This isn't a complete team. Not that we were really expected to be, but um, this hasn't until this game. The series wasn't competitive at all. Yeah, but uh, I was I was more impressed with our defense this game, yep. and I was very happy with basically how everybody but Pascal and Fred played. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that I'm extremely upset over Pascal and Fred and how they played, because I did think Pascal like obviously he made some really tough shots and. And uh, Fred made some good plays as well and good in clutch threes. But, like, I'm just – I think that we – if we are really talking about our young guys right now, we have a really, really solid future for the team. Are okay, very young guys, you mean? Like, yeah, like, like yeah. Gary, yeah. OG. Um, Precious. Precious, Scotty. And, uh, like, Scotty first game against almost Philadelphia 76ers almost had a triple-double. Yeah. Like, it's that's crazy. game. Exactly. And he was out in the – Third, uh, like start of the fourth. Oh, start of the fourth. Start of the fourth. Exactly. So I hope he Porter. doesn't. I hope he doesn't play next game. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, no. There's no so. reason to play him. If if you cut it to like three two for whatever reason, then put him in. But don't don't force it. No. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's, it's not good. worth it. No. All, all right. right. We've, wow. We've kind of gone along here. 
A little bit, yeah. I but, thought we were gonna try to like not talk at all about the game. Well, this was the deciding game. This was the deciding game. There's a lot more going on. It wasn't a blowout. Yeah. And yeah, I want to say thank you, reps, for playing it, doing a better game. Yeah, I want to shout out Mark Davis. Is that his yeah. Name? Yeah. 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 Mark guys, Davis usually Mark does some. You guys weren't Ugh. perfect, but you had this is the best game I've seen from the refs so far this series. Yeah. So shout out to you. Yeah, it was much better. Very happy with you. A lot of charges. The refs took a lot of charges. Yeah, man. called them. Yeah. We've been taking charges. They didn't call them before. Um, and also, also quick shout out to Chris Boucher. I think Chris did amazing all yeah. series. I think he was a problem, dude. Like, Only 16 minutes from tonight, which is odd. I thought he played a uh, lot yeah, better. It's, than it's just because we had to keep pressure in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I was very impressed with how Chris played. I think he's just such a solid bench piece for us. He's really um, discovered what the role he needs to play is on the floor. Yeah. And the thing is, it. is that his role can often change from game to game, and he does a very good job at adjusting and recognizing what exactly he's supposed to do. Um, and, and, and like, he knows, like, if he's got that three on the three-point line, like, if he's on the three-point line and he's wide open, he can take it. But there's been a couple of times, like, he's got guys out to contest him, and he's like, I'm going to give it up. And mm-hmm. he makes the right play, and it's like, good for you, Chris, because that good is not job, a good Chris. shot. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think they're, I don't know. There's there's a lot to be optimistic about with this team. Yeah. Maybe um, not for the series, but for like long term. Yeah, yeah. long term. And like, listen, man, we finished as the five seed, and the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't even make the playoffs, man. That's weird to think about. Like, I mean, yeah, they they, they, they yeah. literally didn't even qualify because of the playing. I feel so bad for Cleveland fans. Yeah, man, and and so it was like, so exciting for them, and then their team started dropping like flies. Exactly, like, yeah. and and see, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. I think one thing we also should mention right now, we talked about this last night, but is the age of our team. We're one of the youngest teams in the NBA right now, yeah. um, and we went up against. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are uh, one of the older teams, one of the older teams yeah. and, a, and a team that's f- full of vets, man. Tobias Harris is a veteran in the league. Yeah. And Bede's a veteran. And Bede's a veteran. Well, They're all veterans. Yeah. And Bede's a veteran. Except Danny Maxie. Green's a veteran. Uh, James Harden's a veteran. Um, not so much George Niang, but like. Well, he's been around, just not yeah, playing well. <laughs> exactly. And, but, and like a lot of these guys have been in and around the league, whereas we have a lot of the guys who were getting major minutes this league, I mean, this game, were guys who have. Just like like Gary just got started, just got real minutes this year. Precious just got real minutes this year. OG could arguably just got like the realest minutes this year as the responsibility. I wouldn't say real minutes. I'd say more responsibility. Yeah. Uh, as a as a play as a player, and uh, guys who are even still new to the team. So like I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the future. And and, uh, and I just want to say, Scotty, I think the odds are in his favor to win Rookie of the Year. And uh, nine of the past 12 Rookie of the Years have went on to become uh, multiple-time All-Stars. So Really? Who hasn't? M- MCW? Uh, uh, Mike Hunter-Williams, Brogdon, and Brogdon. Uh, Tyreek Evans. Uh, if I had my way, Brogdon would be an multi-time All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> What's your way? That's, this is why you, do, you don't do it your he way. He was yeah. terrible. Mac I Brogdon thought, terrible. I know, I know. I just, I, injuries. I feel like injuries are just kind of yeah. hurt him. I love, I love Malcolm he was Brogdon. Like, he was like a 23-year-old rookie. He yeah. Just, it was, he, I was, he's not an All-Star. I, I wanted Malcolm Brogdon on the Raptors every offseason. He also season. won rookie. Of the, that, this is the worst rookie class that, that hey, year. Don't do my boy Malcolm Brogdon. No, no, no. But dude, he, <laughs> I, he, well, averaged, he averaged 10 points and four assists one rookie of the year. And that was the same year as like the all-NBA team that year, or all-rookie team that year. It was like Billion and Gomez, Yogi Ferrell was on it, uh, Brogdon, Brandon Ingram was on the second team, um, Jalen oh Brown didn't gosh. even make it. Yogi Ferrell? Yeah. Oh my god. Saric was really third in Rookie of the Year voting that year. That was Embiid's first year. Yeah. The reason Embiid didn't win it was because uh, he only played like 30, 30 games. games. But he was still in the top three. Marquise he only played 30 Chris. games. Marquis Chris, yeah. Well, they heard on Gomez, man. He was a fine player in New York. Not great. 
Yeah, not good, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That's tough. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, um, yeah. I mean, this series isn't over. We still have potentially one more but game left. The, uh, the odds aren't in our favor. Yeah, the odds are not in our favor. But Just I win think. One. I think. Uh, yeah. This is. I think this is the podcast where if we're really going to talk about anything. It's going to be this game, and mm-hmm. you know, and and. There's a lot of great things to take away from it. I'm very excited for next season. I'm excited to see Scotty keep advancing in his skill level. And I am curious to see what we do in the offseason. I don't know if we'll make any big moves really at all. but well, let's, let's hold this talk to see if it's actually over the moment. Yeah, yeah, the sure. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, that wraps it up. Anything else, boys? No, not for me. Nope. All right. So everybody, thank you tune- thank you guys for tuning into the Rap Chat Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave us a rating. And also, please leave us a review. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Rap Chat Podcast, where we post new clips of the show every single week. I'm your host, Luke Dick. I'm Les Eldridge. I'm Sam Kenny. Peace out. Peace. Peace.